Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Line Smoke Podcast presented by Zeal Cigars and brought to you live from the awesome Huddle Up Store, Store Studios that we are in today. So with that said, we're going to get into a bunch of stuff. I am joined here with my co-host JB. JB, see what's up with the people? What's going on? He's running the soundboard and everything else like that. And we've been gone for a little bit, eh? It's been about a month, probably, right? Uh, I mean, since we've done a podcast. Yeah, and, yeah. It's been a minute. I mean, but some of that's just due to, like, I was gone for a couple weeks. Right, right, uh, right, right. Got yeah. the holidays coming up. Absolutely, dude. So we've, we've been kind of slacking on a little bit. Wanted to catch up with you because there's a there's a, a subject we want to talk about today that I think every man who smokes cigars is ultimately going to deal with, and that we uh, it's kind of heavy on my heart for a reason or two. And I know during the holidays, we're coming up, I and mean, we're, we're, we're on, I guess, we're Thanksgiving Eve, right? It's Wednesday before Thanksgiving 2023. So essentially what's happening is we're going to have Thanksgiving. And so you're going to see your loved ones and everything else like that. And a lot of times the holidays are very, very, very frustrating and hard for people because there are people who've passed away around the holidays. And so today we're talking about a new movie coming out called After Death, uh, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna show you guys the trailer of that movie, so you can see that. And then we're gonna talk about near-death experiences and everything else like that, uh, because it happens with everybody. We're also gonna be smoking some great cigars today, provided by uh, Modi Cigars, which is a, uh, I guess, a broker around here. And he gave us some uh, cigars by Dav. Is that correct? You wanna hold it up to the camera? Not D A V Dav. That's what not, I said. Dav. Not Dad. Dav by Dav Cigars. There we go. They're kind of pretty. They're kind of pretty. Going to one of them or the other. I don't know. They're kind of pretty. They really are. I met this uh, company a while back, probably in 2017, and uh, good cigars and everything like that. Uh, So we're going to smoke these on on the cigar review for you and talk about uh, life after death and everything like that. So, JB, pick me one, and I'll pick you one. Ooh, here we go. Actually, you pick one for yourself. I'll pick one for myself. I really don't care. I don't remember these cigars whatsoever, so I'm going to smoke them and just kind of give you a review on them. So I remember the guys from uh, Dab. They're good guys, and uh, we just, yeah, we kind of lost touch, and I haven't brought them in since. So uh, on the podcast is when we do some cigar reviews that we've never, we don't have in currently, or guys want to test it. So we're kind of testing uh, different brands, and uh, you got the what's which one do you have? What label? Uh, it's like a burnt orange. Burnt orange, okay. And I'm gonna have the black label. I'm gonna have uh, this one right here. I, I imagine this is a Maduro. I think I've had it before. Yeah, I think I've had it before. So this is the the Dav Maduro. So we're gonna kind of get in, get it into it and stuff like that. But while we're doing that, why don't you guys watch this? And I'll, I'll run the, the thing. Love when a footband rips off part of the cigar. Oh really? Had a footband on it too. I love when that happens. Ooh. Good dry draw. A little spicy. What'd you cut that with? I just cut it. I cut mine with my uh, Zyphe, the official Zyphe lighter of Zeal Cigars. Mm. So you guys can see the lighter right here. You guys see the lighter right here? Look at that beautiful lighter right there. If I remember correctly, uh, the Maduro I really did like. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't had this cigar in years, so I, I can say if I liked it or not. But I also remember them being not not incredibly complex, but more like, uh, you know, they're okay. They just weren't really complex. Mm. Oh, so the if I think the black one is the the Mexican San Andreas. So this is the Mexican San Andreas. Yeah. 
Mm. I don't even see mine on their website, dude. It's uh, nice and smoky. It's <laughs> sweet. Nice, smoky, and sweet. Chocolatey. Yeah, yeah. Half, half the ones that were in that. Let me see. There's one, two, three, four. There were six cigars in, in that sampler. sampler. There's one, two, three. That are on the website? Four of them on the website. <laughs> It's cigar. It's the cigar industry, dude. It's so antiquated. They never get. They never catch up with anything. So but that's okay, Daff. We like you anyway. So, well, let's let's jump into uh, near death experiences. You're on your phone like a typical millennial. Um, well, I'm trying to figure out what I'm smoking. Okay. Because there's nothing more irritating than going to a manufacturer's website and they don't even have anything about their cigars on there. Anything you would be surprised how many manufacturers are like that. Mm. This San Andreas is pretty tasty, to be honest with you. It's a very good cigar at the jump. Very good cigar. I wonder what the price point of it is. I think the price point last time I looked at it was like probably $10, something like that. It's got some dirty earthiness to it. Um, very good, though. Very good. I'm impressed. I remember smoking this a while back and, you know, not thinking anything of it. But, yeah, this time around. Yeah, I can yeah. find stuff on yours. Can't find Jack on mine. Mm. What's about mine? Tell me. Tell them about mine. Can't find anything about yours, but what, what about mine? Uh, yours is um, San Andreas wrapper, Orlo Dominican binder, and Dominican feeler. Feeler. Filler. Filler. Does it say feeler on there? Feeler. No. That's okay, just how okay, I read. That's okay, just how filler. I just read it like an idiot. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's basically Dominican. San Andreas, Mexican San Andreas, yeah. Dominican. Dominican. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's a lighter Maduro. It's not very spicy whatsoever. Yeah. Mm. I would love to know what I'm smoking. I uh, couldn't tell you. Don't know. Can't find anything about it. It's got an orange label on it. We'll get into it and tell me what you think about it. Is it good or is it bad or is it whatever? Tell me your tell me your first thoughts on it real quick. Let's give the cigars. The, I'm interested enough that I was trying to figure out what the heck it is. Thank you, Dav. I appreciate that. Seriously. Like, look, 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 look. Here we go. Look at me. Here we go. Look at me. I know I'm a nobody in this, but look at me. If you're a manufacturer out there and you send me cigars and you don't send me a price sheet, you don't send me a list of what's in the cigars, and you don't send me a card to contact the manufacturer back, I'm not calling you back. I'm not calling you back. Facts. And if you call and ask Facts. how we liked the cigars, I'm going to tell you, I don't know what cigars you sent me. So go ahead and send them again. And this time add a business card. Well, um, it, oh, it irritates me. Yeah. JB's a little irritated, but he's not irritated unto death. But we're going to be talking about death. And uh, this cigar will not be the death of JB, but it might be the death of our relationship. I've already died that. once, bro. I know. I know. So, but I did not have an so, <laughs> NDE experience because I was like eight weeks old. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so if I did, dude, I don't remember. Well, let's let's talk about this for a second because the the movie coming out is about near death experiences, and a lot of people experience near death experiences. Very common, to be quite honest with you. And when it comes to near death experiences, uh, there, there's there's some very common trends that happen on that. And I want to talk a little bit about my experience with somebody who who had a near death experience that had a very big impact on my life. And I want to talk about you know have you ever known anybody that's that's almost died or was die- dead at one point and so on and so forth, but when it comes to dying, let's just say this real quick. Let's get it out. Let's get it out of the you know out of the way. Uh, ten out of ten people die. One day you will die. You will no longer cease to exist in this earthly body, and you will be dead at that point. Okay. Now what happens when you die? 
we believe there's more to uh, a human being than just simply like your, your, your life. There's more to you than that. You have a spirit in you. You have a soul. So as a result of that, what is left goes on into what we think the spirit realm is. And there's some really interesting stories about the spirit realm. Now, keep this in mind and uh, sh- short little caveat. I've been a pa- I was a pastor for 20 years, but a little, still, still am a pastor. And uh, pastor many people, love, love people and everything else like that. So as a result of that, I am theologically trained to tell you the things that I've been taught from the Bible. I also have some uh, dislodging contextual stories I've heard that I can't really make sense from the Bible that we're going to talk about as well. Uh, so if you are a Christian, you're hanging in there and you're like, so are you going to get in some, some theology? Obviously I will. Uh, but if you're thinking to yourself, like that some of the things are going to go kind of outlandishly and off the, off the charts, they definitely will. Uh, and it's Thanksgiving. We're going to be with family and everything else like that. So I'm thinking about family members who have passed away and what have you. Um, so I think we're going to get into it right now. But first thing, first thing I want to ask you a question is JB is um, when you die, what do you believe happens to you immediately? I couldn't even I couldn't even begin to tell you. Okay. How how I mean unless, you never experienced it, so well, I mean outside for, first of being sold, yeah. Correct. First off, I yeah. haven't experienced it. Right, right, and, right. and second off, if there is something biblically that portrays what's supposed to happen when somebody dies, um I need to re educate myself on that particular, you know, right piece right. of scripture. But um yeah, I I don't know, man. I mean, you can have speculation of like you know, you die and then, you know, you're, you, you know, yeah. Cause like, does it take time? Like, do you just wake up? Like you die, you wake up in front of Jesus and you're like, okay, yep, let's do it. This is where I fucked up, dude. <laughs> or, okay. or is it like, is there like a time where you go through transcending? Mm-hmm. Does your soul sit for a little bit until Jesus comes back? Mm. You know what I mean? So like, and some of that might be yeah. answered, right? Right, right. But yeah, I, I don't, I, I, so I, I wouldn't even begin to know. There's, there's several. I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the Hebraic version and the New Testament version of that. Um, many, many, many people in the Old Testament believe that when you die, you would go to uh, something called Abraham's bosom and/or a place of basically heaven. If you, if you were a follower of, of, of the living God Yahweh, Yahweh. So, um, so if, you, if you would do that and you, and you placed your faith in in him and not in your works or your deeds, but you, fa- you, you put, your, put your faith in him, knowing that the Messiah would come one day and, and cleanse you from your sins, which you ultimately did in Jesus Christ. Um, so that, that's, so when, when they believe you died, you would go be, be laid to rest with your father. So half of Hebrew theology believes that when you die, you just die. I mean, that just kind of, and you're buried with your, with your fathers until the great resurrection. That's, that's part of it. So that's what they believe. And then the other part of it is they also believe that there would be the, the coming of the Messiah that would, would, would purify, you know, uh, the Jews from their sins and, and what have you. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a very rough overview of, of some of the Judaistic beliefs, if you would. Now in Christianity currently, um, the belief is that when you die, uh, there is there is currently two two states of, of being on that. Uh, some some believers uh, that are prevalent, and I think believe the Seventh Day Adventists, if you would, believe in something called soul sleep, and that is the fact that when you die, your soul essentially goes to sleep, and when Jesus comes back, it's resurrected for judgment. Um, I yeah, I don't want to tag Seventh Day Adventists in that exactly because they they also believe that Jesus is already sitting in the holy place. 
It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. So, so I don't. I don't. Yeah, I so I grew up Seventh Day Adventist. By yeah, the way, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not advocating for Seventh Day Adventist Church. I'm telling you that that's what some. And there's some other denominations they, out there that believe that as well. So. Yeah, Jehovah's Witness even have like because um, I grew up Jehovah's Witness as well. But yeah, a lot of different religions have like reincarnation stuff, or right, um, right, you know, right. your soul just stays on Earth mm-hmm. and gets goes somewhere else until sure. Jesus comes back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember exactly the doctrine. For the SDA church, because it's it's a little different depending on what church you're at. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but it is a very different belief in in that um, they do be, they they have very interesting beliefs on what happens when you die. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. So here's here's the here's the thing that the, the Bible is very clear, and the Apostle Paul talks about this in Scripture that is that it's appointed for man to die and then the judgment. Meaning, like for example. God doesn't stand in our time. He stands outside of time. So when we die, there's a, there's a good case to be made that our souls are no longer, you know, to, held by time, if you would. Mm. So then we're with God and we're, 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 we're in the spirit realm and then we're judged by God according to what we did. Now, that judgment uh, either, either came for those people. So the judgment that you have on your life, according to the scriptures, is predicated on a what you have done. That's one thing. So these books are opened up. So if you if you don't know Jesus and you don't know you've not placed your faith in Christ and His atoning sacrifice for your sin, essentially what ends up happening is you end up being judged by what you did, and you yeah. get what you want. So God judges you by what you did. So uh, he, he's, he's he's a fair and just God. So He judges you according to what you did and gives you what you did and gives you what you want. That is a life without Him. Now. If you are placed, if you have placed your faith in Christ, then God's judgment on your sin, which it, your sin deserves judgment, okay? God's judgment on your sin, that falls on Jesus. So you don't pay for it. Jesus already paid for your sin. Therefore, you get to be ushered into eternity with God. Now, what that looks like, we have inclinations to um, in Scripture, but we don't have like finalized ideas of what it's going to be looking like on a day to day basis. Then our day to day is also like our terminology. It even says in the Bible, like a day with the Lord is like a thousand, a thousand years. years. So as a result, you're 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 imagine this timeless existence. So when you hear NDE stories and you hear this 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 new trailer, this new movie coming out about uh, it's called After Death and you know near death experiences, you have to think to yourself like what what has occurred and how does that paint the picture for the next you know what's going to come of, of at the end of everyone's life. Now I think it's very interesting that. There's been many, many, many people, including like Apple's own Steve Jobs, okay, that at the, on their deathbed, they made great proclamations of what they saw. So there is a time that I believe that you, you transcend from human into the spirit realm. And while you're in your human form currently and your body is still alive, your heart is still beating and there's still activity in your brain, you begin to see the spirit world. You begin to see the other side. Uh, Steve Jobs was quoted as saying, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And then passed away. There's been several people that uh, that I've seen pass away, if you would, that I believe have seen the other side, if you would. And they and they they their eyes get very big and and they kind of draw their final breath and then they pass away, sometimes very peacefully, sometimes a little more harsh, if you would. Um, But I've I've been around many people that have died, especially as a pastor, if you would. Um, So I, I will say this, though. What happens after death and with all these near-death experiences needs to be talked about because there's a lot of people thinking to themselves like, man, there's near-death experiences and, and maybe some of these things are, 
are really true. And there's not a context. Now I know the company that put this out is called Angel Studios, and I believe they're a Christian, mu- uh, like a Christian movie company. They're the guys that did Sound of Music, right? Or Sound of uh, Freedom. Sound of Freedom. I correct? think so. Yeah, same people who did Sound of Freedom did this movie called After Death. And so when you're thinking through this, what you have to think about is, is I mean, as as a critical thinker, I think how does this fit together with the Bible? How does it fit together with how we're how we're looking at things and thinking about things? Um, and realistically, what's happened now? One of the people in this movie, his name is Howard Storm, Pastor Howard Storm. I personally know Howard Storm, and Howard and I got to know each other when we went to Belize together on a mission trip. And I did not know Howard Storm before that. And I'd like to tell you the story of Howard Storm because he's he's one of the guys in this in this video clip that you're going to see here in a second that he begins to tell you about, and he gets very emotional about his near-death experience, and he had a very tremendous transformation after it. So I want you to see this real quick. And I'll put that in there real quick about that. Ask me something about near-death experiences real quick. So, so what did you think about that, JB? Are you going to edit this? Yeah, I'll edit some of that. You have to now. Yeah, I'll edit it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'll edit it. So, so what do you what do you think about when you think about near-death experiences? What do you think roughly right away when you hear that? I- I don't know because I, I feel like the term near death experience is kind of misleading in a, in a bit mm-hmm. because a lot of those people are actually pronounced dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're dead. So, like, they're dead. near death or eh, you I, know I, what I mean? But they come back. I mean, yeah, like they're, 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 they're alive I, still. So I get it. Yeah. 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 I get it. But for me, like, when I hear near death, I think of like, a traumatic accident and like you're, you're laying in bed and you're in just in like super bad pain, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I get it. Uh, I, I personally don't know anybody. Do you, th- do you think that they actually experience something spiritual or do you think it's all in their mind? Uh, what do you, what do you think about that? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, cause the brain is, is capable yeah, of amazing I'll, things. I'll I give mean, you yeah. my, like my initial like thought process and then I'll, I'll see if I can, logically rationalize it back okay the brain is like one of the most powerful things on this planet um absolutely if you're a lucid dreamer you can understand what i'm talking about if you've never been a lucid dreamer look up lucid dreaming and understand what it is so um i know you sometimes can have pretty lucid dreams we've Mm -hmm. never really had like big discussions on it but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's times in my life where i go through really big periods where i can control my dreams and if i'm not careful i can i can be in a dream and in a deep sleep for a really long time. Um, unless my wife like wakes me up because weird things are happening. Like, um, I've been known to get up out of bed before Mm. I've been known to like, like struggle and like grunt and like make weird noises when I'm going through those lucid dreams. So and lucid dreaming means what? Like you, you feel the dream and you you, think it's so real. You don't necessarily feel it, but when you have a lucid dream, it's really hard to rationalize the difference between your dream and reality. Okay. The okay. difference when you have a lucid dream is, is uh, if you get able to control them, um, that's when you become a lucid dreamer. Okay. So you can actually, most people when they have a dream, you can't really control the outcome. You get into like a situation and then you start falling and you can't do anything about it and then you just wake up. When you're a lucid dreamer, you can control those situations. Okay. You can say, okay, I'm falling, I'm in my dream, I'm going to pull this parachute. Then you can pull a parachute out and float down. Right. So like it, it sounds weird for people that don't understand it, but I, I've done that before. Yeah. So with that I, being yeah, said, yeah. or like you're getting into a fight with somebody and you can you can run away, but keep the dream going. You can run away, get in a car, drive to a location, meet somebody, talk to them. Like if if you want to know about like Nikola Tesla, 
Real, really quick about lucid dreaming with Nikola Tesla, okay. and then and then I'll go to where my point because I'm tangenting. Nikola Tesla's, uh, uh, his actual experiments that he did had a ninety over a ninety percent success rate. Did you know Not that ninety percent? Wow, ninety percent success I didn't know rate. That. No, first trial. Wow, you know why? Why? Because he would run his experiments through his dreams in a lucid dream and work out every single kink. He would blow himself up in his dreams. So when he's creating his Tesla coil, he's blowing himself up in his dreams hundreds of times before he gets it right. Oh, then he wow. gets it right to the point in his dream where he doesn't blow himself up, and then he builds it. And it was wow. accurate almost 90% of the time they worked. Wow. That's okay. amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you put that into perspective, I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Okay. If it's not a, a spiritual thing, mm -hmm. and it's not something that is happening as a result of, of the Lord and, 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 and as, uh, you know, what we're supposed to happen, sure. there's only two other things it could be. Okay. It could be your mind going into a lucid dream. Yes. Kind of this, uh, mm, like state of not sure where, what, you know, you're not there yet and you're kind of like that transition period. Mm -hmm. The other thing it could be is it, 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 there's always a possibility it could also be demonic. All right. So, with 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 all that being said, what I'm getting at is there's there's obviously a lot of different things that could that could happen, right? Right. But what's interesting about this is is everybody has such similar experiences mm -hmm. that you can almost take those other things that I talked about and set them aside and then really focus more on the spiritual realm as far as like God and Jesus and heaven and hell. Sure, sure. Be, just because of the fact of when people watch this movie, I, and you explain it a little bit more here in a second, I think people will understand where I'm getting at with this. Mm -hmm. But I gave you some other outliers playing devil's advocate of things that you could try to tell yourself that people are seeing. Sure. But ultimately, there's so many people that have similar experiences. A lot that, of people, yes. That a are religiously... Or biblically entwined, right? That, right? Or spiritually biblically entwined, mm -hmm. that it's really hard to say it could be one of those other things that I mentioned, and not right. uh, a biblical right. spiritual realm with right. God. Right. I, I I would like to not only would I like to believe this, but I would like to think that there's there's no there's no benefit of people lying about this kind of stuff other than them trying to sell books. R um, right. So right. that that would be my next question: is right, how many right. of these people are in this movie already have stories out there. Right, right. So I think a good majority of them might be. I know Howard does. Yeah. Howard, I mean, <clears throat> what's really kind of crazy about Howard Storm is I met him back in, I think it's going to be 98 or 99. Uh, it was quite quite a long time ago, and I was a uh, youth pastor at the time, and he asked uh, if, if I, uh, we had a mutual friend, Doc Fennell. Doc Fennell asked if I want to go on this mission trip to uh, Belize, and we were building some houses and so on and so forth and doing some other stuff. And uh, he said, would you like to go to Belize? And, you know, I have a mutual friend named Howard, and he takes us down there. And he says, he's got a crazy story. He's going to tell you down here and, you know, when, when we finally get there. So I was very excited to go, and I went down there, and this guy is like 6'8", 400 pounds. The guy's a big dude, super big, like NFL linebacker. Oh, I was tripping for a second because yeah. he doesn't look like that now. No, he lost so, a lot of weight. So when you showed, him to, me, <laughs> when yeah, you showed him to me in the yeah. trailer, I was like, yeah, I was yeah. seeing, I was putting that guy in my head, and then you're right. talking 400 pounds, and I'm right, like, right. this ain't the same He's dude. A big, he was a big dude. So um, very jovial and every, very nice, very kind of Santa Claus-ish, if you would, super nice guy. And uh, we went down there, and uh, – yeah, his story is, is simply this. I'll wrap it up as fast as I possibly can because you can. I want you to see the movie and see his whole story 
by itself. And my plan I'm going to see in the movie actually this uh, either this Thanksgiving or this Black Friday later on with my family after the, after the shops closed and everything like that. And I hope you go see it too, man, because it's, it's going to be a good movie. Um, from what I heard, I mean, the reviews have been great. I will say this: um, he when he when he talks about this, what happened to him. I don't see that there's any benefit for him becoming a Christian as a result of what happened. There's no benefit. In fact, oh, that's right, because he wasn't before. Yeah, and he was he was an art professor at that's University right. of, uh, Xavier University in Cincinnati, Ohio. So art history professor, I believe. And so he was. I mean, he had everything going for his wife. I mean, he's an atheist and everything else like that. And then he had. I, I, I was going to say you have an art and a history dude right. at the same time, bro. Right. The only other thing is if he was a scientist, <laughs> right? So it was kind of different though because he ended up going into some kind of cardiac arrest. I can't remember what what exa- actually happened. I've read his book and I, I've, I've I've heard the stories personally from him as well in the jungles of Belize, like twelve midnight. It's kind of crazy. Um, and he ended up dying and having this crazy experience where. Uh, demons were clawing at his chest and pulling basically into hell. And he remembered a song from his childhood. That he started singing, Jesus loves me this. I know for the Bible tells me so. Yeah. I think that's the one he, he was talking about. And uh, as he did that, he'd see like a light in a, a hallway. And I mean, he fell into darkness. He was in darkness before him, beforehand when he, when he passed, when, he, when we passed away on the operating table or, or, or died wherever he was. And, then he, he, he believed he saw Jesus, and then he saw Jesus face to face. The, the, the couple things that he said to me about his, his testimony about him, his death, his near-death experience, NDE, was that he said, I heard more beautiful music than I ever heard, and I experienced more powerful emotions than I've ever experienced here on earth, and the colors I've seen. And then like so many different people in the near-death experience community have all seen the same thing. Right, which well, which is why these guys are doing right, this movie. Right, 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 to kind of give some clarity to what's going on. So, there's, uh, a, there's a YouTube channel out there too that that does a a, a ton a of re- these. Yeah, I've seen that. I've been watching a little bit of that. And here, here's the thing: I want to give clarity to. So, I don't want to glorify death. I don't want to glorify the afterlife in the sense of like that's something you should be. You know, I'm not trying to flatline you here. I'm not trying to do the flatliners thing with you know. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland back in the day. What I am trying to do is bring some clarity to the, the, the I guess, some of the joys of, of passing on to the next realm, particularly if you have faith in Christ, that you can be assured. There's a couple things that happen um, that we know happen when someone dies that's in the faith, someone that dies that is in right relationship with God. It talks about the angels carrying him to Abraham's side, the person who died, and the rich, the rich man in Lazarus. And this is Luke chapter fifteen or nineteen. I can't remember exactly the reference. I'll put it on the screen to just make sure. And it talks about when the when 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 the when the poor man, the beggar, died, who was who was the righteous man, not the rich man, but the righteous man. Uh, he ended up being carried by the angels to Abraham's side, which was the which was basically heaven, essentially another way of saying heaven at the time. A place of was this during the God. Old Testament? Or? This is during Jesus' days. Oh, okay. This is why he was alive before he died. Okay. So remember, before Christ died on the cross, uh, sin wasn't ultimately paid for. So, I mean, the sin, the sin was, was, was passed over, and that was the whole purpose of uh, what happened at that point was sin was passed over, uh, and God didn't attribute it to the person. He would pass over, and then when the Messiah came and paid for all sin, then then people could enter into right relationship with God because their sin has been paid for. So all the all the faithful Jews of the past that placed their faith in the coming Messiah, uh, they looked forward to Christ's ultimate coming. So what happened in in this in this 
in this story is that he ends up being carried to a place of comfort by God with God. Um, now it's not the ultimate place of comfort because we know the ultimate place of comfort after the book of revelation is the new Jerusalem and the new earth. This is old heaven and old earth pass away and the new earth and the new heaven comes. So there's a time, I mean, even, even people in heaven right now aren't at the ultimate place they could be with their loved ones and with their, their, the, the beauty of the closest they could be with God will be ultimately in the new heaven and the new earth. Um, and how, how that differs to where they are now, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just telling you, you know, facts I know from Scripture. So what, happened, what happens here, where's I going with this? Where are they going? I, I lost track because I was, I was a neighbor or something. ADD. Talking about the dude getting carried to Abraham's okay. bosom. So we know that when you die, for those who are righteous, and not righteous by their own uh, accord, but by what Jesus has done for them, they place their faith in Jesus, Angels attend your soul and carry you to to a place of, of comfort with God, and then the judgment ensues. Uh, that judgment is where if you place your faith in Christ, then Christ has already taken your judgment, and you are free to enter into eternity with God. If you've not, then books are open, which are to you're to be judged by what you've done. And it's, it says that very clearly in the book of Revelations, is it in, in other parts of the Bible, uh, because people want to be judged fairly, and God's fair and just. If you would, and God gives you ultimately what you want. If you don't want God, He gives you an eternity away from Him. So, in Howard's story, uh, there's no angels involved ushering him into God's presence or anything like that. I think he just said, said he saw God. I didn't remember seeing that. Uh, but then once he became a Christian, he he came back and he was ultimately converted, and he ended up he ended up dropping out of uh, his job as a university professor, becoming a full time pastor and ultimately an author, and now is uh, touring and talking about this. I think he was on Oprah at one point. He's been on multiple talk shows talking about his near-death experience because it's one of the most believable ones because uh, there's nothing he has to gain from this. I mean, he had everything to gain from getting more and more money as a professor and doing other things like that than what he's doing here. So that's one of the things that makes this stuff very, very, very believable is that people who come back and they're not trying to sell a book necessarily, uh, but they're like, my life has completely changed. It is completely changed, and I believe in Jesus, and I believe in God, and this is why, you know, this kind of thing. So I'm not, I don't know if everyone does, right? You know, I've not seen the whole movie yet, but I, I, I am looking forward to seeing what their their take on that ultimately is. I, I would say from from what I've seen, especially from like that YouTube channel, I don't watch a lot of the stuff, uh-huh. um, but I would say if if it's somebody that's not in some sort of spiritual thought in some way they end up looking into it right one way or another of whether course, whether of it's course. whether it's when you have biblically a spiritual, or yeah. whether it's spiritual right when you have a spiritual encounter it, you have they're to look looking into, into it, it. Yeah, you have to look into it for sure for sure that's like uh dude that's like getting into like the fourth dimension I'm not going to get into it, but which is the spiritual realm? I've always believed that like cats live in the fourth dimension, dude. Cats are demonic, bro. Cats are scary. You don't mess with cats, bro. You have cats. I, I worry yeah, I about you. I worry about you sometimes. My you cats okay? keep me safe, dude. Your cats are scary, bro. When they get the zoomies at night and they run to another door in the house for no reason and slam up against it, I just look at it as they're telling somebody to get the way. <laughs> you don't belong here, bro. This is the cat's house. Yeah, they're mini lions, dude. They're dude, crazy. They don't yeah. care, bro. Yeah. They're mini lions. Uh, there's a reason. Man, there's a reason the Egyptians kept them around, bro. Yeah, dude. Cats, cats can tell you what's going on. But uh, I, no. I, I, that's that's another question. Can can animals see in the spiritual realm? 
I think they can yes. from time to time. I think I think God allows them to see it time to time because yeah. I've seen my I've seen my animals, my dogs in particular, uh, which are biblically based and well, scripturally good. There's a reason a dog if like if like your drawer flies out in your house like you've talked about before in your kitchen, right? Your right. dog is gonna look at that yep, like somebody exactly was there pulling happened. out the yeah. drawer that ain't supposed to be there, and it's you're exactly looking at the happened. dog going, "What the yeah. is the dog looking at?" But tell me what happened today, dude. Something happened oh. today. You told me I came back in back from the yeah. front because it's been a busy day here. I had a I had yeah. a bag of cigars sitting up on the counter and they were pushed back pretty far um, in the shipping station and they fell over and slid off the desk. And you saw it, hundred <laughs> percent, bro. The devil is alive and he's trying to intimidate everybody. And I don't care, dude. Well, I don't even care anymore. I don't. Let, let me ask you this though. Yeah, good. Because I said something earlier mm-hmm. that's important, and I want to ask you because you ju- you just. You go down this rabbit hole. This is probably a rabbit hole that I haven't really been down. Okay, sure. So I've been asked about a lot. Like well, I have to ask about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a pastor. You're going to be asked. What happens sure. when I die? Sure, sure. Uh, so what are some of the commonalities that you have seen people have with NDEs that would support a biblical conversation versus bright, bright light demonic the, or your brain just filling in stuff because bright light at the end of the tunnel. Um, that's a big one. Seeing Jesus uh, being ushered into the, the presence of God being judged. That's been a common one. Um, uh, being peace, being at peace, um, feeling dread while feeling regret because they're not in right standing with God and they've come back and God's given them a second chance for whatever reason. Um, that's all that's biblical. I mean, it, it doesn't take, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out what's biblical and what's not biblical. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't right standing with God and you were before him, would you feel comfortable about being in front of God? No, you wouldn't. Nobody would. Okay. But if you're right standing because of what Jesus did, not because of what you did, then you're sitting there going, Oh, okay. I, I've placed my faith in what Christ did and his atoning sacrifice for my sins. So I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sitting there saying I'm good because I'm good. I'm saying I'm good because Jesus is good. So I'm good because of what Christ did for me. So I've placed my faith and trust. I believe this is the big thing, dude. Like I've been asked this multiple times. What are you looking forward to when you die? I don't want, I don't want mansions. I don't want cars. I don't want anything like that. The only thing I want when I die is Jesus. That's the only thing I want. That's the only thing I care about. You know, I, I care about cigars because I have a business. I got to make money and feed my family and everything like that. But when it comes down to it, ultimately, I just want Jesus, you know? So <coughs> the most horrifying, terrifying thing for me is to get to judgment and God say, um, man, by the skin of your teeth, you did not live for me. This was all fake, and you had you had an authentic conversion in your childhood, and the rest of it has been fake. I would just die because I one, I know it's not true of me, um, and so I would I would question that. I'd be like, Lord, Lord, you know. And then second, I mean, I would go, you know, hey, man, this is this is this is kind of a big thing. But make no mistake, everybody who dies is, is judged. That's the very first thing that that goes on in 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 in, in all of this indie stuff. So, um, but a lot of people feel comfort. A lot of people see old relatives. I think that's a cool thing. They see old relatives that were, maybe had faith in Christ. I don't know if they had faith in Christ or not, but they see old relatives and things like that. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing the movie in particular. And, and what I've talked about with Howard Storm and having these conversations in the middle of the jungle, three hours away from the nearest like telephone pole light, if you would, the thing there's one in the village that we were at and the rest were like three hours away in a place called Saint, uh, Orange Walk. Uh, Belize, and uh, we were in a place called San Victor. So I'm telling you, dude, it's it's it was an absolute crazy story, and you definitely should watch the movie to hear his story. 
because uh, it was scary. The first part of it was scary. And then ever since that, I asked him, one of the things I asked him, have you experienced any spiritual attack after that? He says, all the time. Absolutely. I've seen demons before after that. And I, it'd be interesting to see how many people who have had NDEs have a heightened sense of spiritual warfare or attack since that time. So with, with all this NDE stuff, you know, and everything going on, um, I guess the question still remains with you guys that are watching this or listening to this. Uh, what do you think about your death experiences? What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, drop comments where you can drop comments. If you're on YouTube, you can drop a comment below and we'll definitely see it. Uh, you can email us at cut light smoke podcast. That's all one word. Cut light smoke podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. If you've seen the movie Afterlife, let us know what your thoughts are about that and everything else like that. And was it encouraging for your faith or for your exploration of, of who Jesus is and everything else like that? Because we know that everybody listening to this is, is a Christian and everything else like that. We're not trying to force that down your throat whatsoever. But we hopefully would encourage you to explore uh, the realities of, of, of Christianity, the realities of biblical truth and the Bible and, and who Jesus is. Maybe get plugged into a good church and and uh, start learning. So it's something that we want to encourage you to do for sure. So uh, drop a comment below and let us know about that. Any final thoughts, JP? No, I think no, it's pretty good. I think we gave a pretty good overview without getting, without, you know, seeing the movie and knowing too much. We're going to come back into the podcast after seeing the movie. So stay tuned for that. Ready? Say when. All right, guys, we just got done talking about the NDE thing. And now we're going to talk about the, the cigars that we're smoking and how they, turned out and everything else like that these cigars are by dav and dav's a newer company uh around probably less than 10 years right now uh this has been the san andreas maduro it's fantastic it's a very good cigar i don't know how much it's worth i will say it's one-dimensional cocoa creamy that's about it i didn't see anything else out of here that was super uh elaborate or anything else like that i did like the smoke i think it's a very good cigar uh if it's over eight or nine dollars i probably wouldn't pay that for it um the door is always chiming. Uh, but that's that, That's what I have uh, for that one. What What about you? Tell me about your cigar. You got the Dav Fire no Cured, fire no cured clue. Cigar. How did it turn an, out? It it's turn? an orange band. It's very enjoyable. I oh, thoroughly okay. enjoyed it. Okay. Um, it is a little one-dimensional. Okay. But yeah. it was good enough as one dimension that you continue to want to smoke it and keep smoking it because it is that good. A little bit of creaminess, a little bit of leathery wood. Really okay. good. I was I'm I'm really impressed with it actually. Ten dollars plus would you pay or under ten dollars? We think. Uh, I would pay about ten. Okay, all right. But all right. Uh, well, there you go. I would love to know what it is. Okay. Well, Dav, reach out to us and tell us what your cigars are in that sampler, and we'll look forward to hearing about it. So for the Zeal Cigar Review, I've been Bradley. I'm not Zeal Cigar Review. This is the Cut Line Smoke Podcast. For the podcast, I've been Bradley, and he's been JB, and we've had a great time talking to you about this. Drop a comment below and follow us on all the social media, and we'll drop all that stuff below. So with that said, guys, we're out here like last year. Peace. You got to roll the outro, bro? You got to nope. roll the outro. Nope. We're not going to roll the outro. Look at that. Now we are. What outro? Uh. Uh. uh I made this. Uh. I don't know if you knew Peace. that. Do you know that? Yeah. I know that, dude. You I know, know that? that? Yeah. I do know. JB. DJ, DJ JB. All right.